Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doctors are saying that they are having a hard time convincing their patients to take the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, which is weird because Moderna vaccine is my favorite Tyler Perry character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They gave the first shot this morning in America, the shot heard around America. The first post-approval shot, yes. Yeah. It was I, given to Susan B. Anthony. Man, you are really being a nitpicker about this. I just know several people who are in the trials. Huh. But, uh, I mean, the, the, the nation is paying attention to the first shot. But yes. You would raise your hand if you were there when everybody's clapping and say, actually, you know, people during the trials actually got the shot. So yes. your applause are misplaced. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> actually, the millennium started on year one because there was no year <laughs> zero. Right. The, so. Both of you can F off. <laughs> uh, so this nurse who's an ICU nurse who has been working her uh, hiney off, in the ICU with all the coronavirus, she got the shot this morning. She's the first in America, they believe, and uh, now it's going to travel across America. People getting jabbed in the arm. I'm oh, sorry. Did you say the first in America? Yeah, I did. You're missing. <laughs> you're missing a piece of information. Uh, the idea that uh, the ER workers, the the front line of health workers, now don't have to fear getting it and bringing it home. That's great. That really is good. Well, speaking of uh, something nobody you know brings up, but me, nobody but you, but but me. I, I apparently I was the wet blanket on. Uh, it was just supposed to be only a feel good story about how it got approved and it was going to start rolling out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anybody address at any point. 
why were we a week or two behind these other countries? But nobody's interested in that but me, so I'll shut up about it. Yeah, shut up. Clearly, uh, clearly I'm the one stopping the applause on that one. Thought, we yeah. have a bigger, brawnier bureaucracy. It can stop anything, even a history-changing vaccine. You're nothing vaccine. Watch us flex our muscles. I get the feeling that there were like certain departments or something that really got a kick out of, no, 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 it's not approved until we say it's approved. Sure. And we will meet on Friday at noon, and we'll let you know. Anybody who's ever worked in the federal government, particularly in D.C., can uh, talk your ear off about turf, protecting turf, growing turf, because turf means budget. Yes. So you, you've got to show that you're essential at every uh, every turn. I suppose if your little agency or your board or whatever it is said, ah, oh, go ahead, it would weaken you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever you guys say is fine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Take their turf. So a couple of COVID... Se- oh, here's the picture of my uh, boys. Um, so the Armstrong and Getty store is open. Can you, you you still get stuff in time for Christmas if you order it? Or mm, Doubtful. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Although you can get it in plenty of time for Arbor Day. <laughs> Just for instance, or Lincoln's birthday. Well, and I think a lot of us, because I know there's a couple of things we're doing. There's a lot of people that are going to be giving here's what you're going to get in about a week. Because the shipping's all crazy. Part of it because of the vaccine. Right. FedEx and UPS are slammed delivering this vaccine around. So you have an excuse. So you should go to armstrongandgetty.com and get yourself some good A&G swag. My daughter, uh, my 21-year-old daughter, was wearing the A&G jogging bra last night. She's modeling it for me. It's uh, it's, uh, it's loungewear. It looks more like a... A top you would wear in the summer, maybe to the beach or anything, like the than a bra. type sort it, Yeah, of it's thing. exactly. Yeah. It's athleisure. It's not a brassiere. Well, both of my sons, both of them are wearing the one, were wearing one extra large pair of Armstrong and Getty underwear <laughs> to show how big to show how big the extra large is. They both fit in them. I tweeted the picture out. They both fit in them quite easily. Yeah, it's it's barely stretched at all. So the extra large is plenty big for you. Yeah, they run a tad large, folks. Keep that in mind. Anyway, back to the COVID. Uh, Germany is really shutting down. They're shutting down their businesses, their schools, their everything, like a number of European countries are, because they're getting hammered by this dang thing right now. So whenever I hear that, I think, what's with all the... Trump's mishandling. Right, what's with all the, you know, we're so terrible and the rest of the world got it right and we got it wrong stuff when Germany's closing their schools and businesses. But there is this. If American states were treated as countries, the places with the highest per capita coronavirus death rates would be. Ah, interesting. Slovenia (laughs) is the worst. Second, South Dakota. The North Dakota. Oh, I see. Okay, so we're we're comparing. Okay, I get it. countries as states instead of just you know the average of the United States. Yeah, Slovenia, South Dakota, North Dakota. Boy, the Dakotas getting hammered with this thing. Yeah, they were famously super libertarian about the whole thing. You know, and listen. Occasionally, my beloved narratives uh, take a punch in no, the wait mouth. Wait a second! Don't 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 speak too soon. All right. Followed by Bulgaria. Iowa, I don't, frankly, even though that's uh, practically my home state and all my family's from there, I don't know how I- Iowa handled the uh, the thing. Bosnia, Hungary, Croatia, but in the top ten of countries slash states in the world, Illinois. Now, Illinois clamped down hard. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of the masking, closing stuff out, don't go to school, and they're, they're up there pretty high worldwide. Sure. I, I just well, you know. and any of these statistics. I mean, it's a cliche, but in this case, I think it's a helpful one. This is a snapshot in time. If you'd taken this snapshot a few weeks slash months ago, you would see Germany, 
Just a miracle success story. Angela Merkel cracked down hard. They sent everybody home. There was a real lockdown, and that's what's necessary. But then you take the snapshot now, and it's a disaster. Mm. Um, did I mention it's death rates? It's not case rates. It's death rates, which Good. is a more na- easily nailed down actual number. Good. But so then you got Illinois, North Macedonia, Rhode Island, Nebraska, Kansas, Arkansas, then San Marino, whatever that is. Uh, but see, so you got a lot of Midwestern states. But when you throw in Illinois, which did clamp down pretty hard, it, I don't know, it just makes me think that, like you were talking about the snapshot in time, the virus just got to that part of the country. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's rambling around. If you're doing Plus, it earlier, New York probably would have been number one in the world. And as all Illinoisans know, it is an enormous state that is actually two states. It's Chicagoland, and then it's Illinois. And uh, I, I would almost have to see the the varying rates, uh, the regions of the state. On the other hand, a lot of people were floating this story last week because it sounds exciting that the virus was creating the deadliest days in American history. And that same article was talking about uh, how our states are getting killed. Some of our states are getting killed. I should quit using that term. Getting hammered with coronavirus. Um, The whole deadliest days in American history thing is just not true. In October of 1918, during that pandemic, with a much smaller population in the country, not even close. What was it, probably about a quarter of the population? 1918 U.S. population, Sean, if you'd be so kind. I'm going to guess 100 million. I'm saying 86. 103.2 million. Damn it, I lost. In October of 1918, he cheated. <laughs> in, a much, in a much smaller population, more than 6,000 Americans died on average each day for a month. Okay, all right. How many? 6,000? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say a couple of times here to let it sink in, because we hit 3,000 a couple of times right. recently, and everybody went crazy Deadly and lost day, their mind. Blah, blah, blah. Right. The, it averaged over 6,000 Americans dead with a third the population. So that is six times per capita. Average 6,000 a day every day for a month. Great In October Scott. of 1918. So we're not even close to that. In terms of the whole deadliest day in American history. Not even close, I'm afraid. You know what the big, I think the great story of our time is? Where you are, where I am, where, how many people are on the continuum of believe absolutely everything from the mainstream corporate media through skeptical, through cynical, through wild-eyed, alterna website conspiracy uh, theory people, uh, and there there are plenty of y'all on on the conservative side of the ledger. We know we hear from you. The fact that something as demonstrably false, not even close, as that was a story that you got hammered with over and over again. I probably heard it five times. It doesn't mean you should listen to alternanews.ru. You know. Uh, on the other hand, <laughs> it, it does it does make you think. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to work that hard at finding decent information. Yeah. I don't want to be Doctor Jill Biden because I've got a doctorate in reading the damn newspaper. Got to take fifteen years of grad school to, to click on the Washington Post website and know how much of it's true. Oh, well, that's annoying. And there's no advantage to saying things like the deadliest days in our country's history. That doesn't help anybody. It making... helps, Sean. Get clicks. Yep. Clickonomics. Clickonomics is is 
Is a disease more dangerous than the coronavirus, I think, in terms of our information and our politics right now? And it's underappreciated. Well, you, you can hardly wrap your head around that, huh? With less than a th- third of our population, 6,000 a day on average. Yeah. Every day for a month. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And remember, that disease was hitting the healthy. The healthier you were, the more likely you died from it. And you're 25 years old and in great shape. You're a ripe for dying. And children, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really bad. Horrifying deaths among children. Terrible. Anyway. So let's not pretend this is the worst thing that's ever happened to America and roll up into a ball and be all sad. I remember that was our reaction after 9-11, too. It just tends to be our reaction. I don't know if it's the who we are genetically or the way we were brought up, but the whole roll up in a ball in the fetal position and cry and wail and declare that it's never been that bad this bad of course it has it's been this bad and far far worse in fact virtually all of history is worse than we got it right now unless you're you know clinging to life in a ventilator in the icu if so thank you for listening to the show in spite of your health challenges but you know for the i just don't think that sort of wailing self-pity does human beings any good Personally or as a society. Doesn't do the economy any good. Doesn't do any good for depression and suicide rates and that sort of stuff, I'm sure. Hard to come up with an upside other than <laughs> clickonomics. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. hey, we got a, a, an email from a listener who is, uh, I've got to be careful about this, highly knowledgeable about China's uh, um, clandestine and open foreign policy. Their goals and their methods. Awesome. I want to share that with you this hour. Uh, so interesting. Speaking of the great stories of our time. Some TV shows and movies to talk about. A variety of topics we got to hit. Let us know. I mean, you're probably not going to happen today, but when you get the shot, let us know what it was like. The pain. Oh, my God, the pain. No? What is it with you? Uh, text, text line <laughs> is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, I just saw New Jersey has the highest per capita death rate in the world from COVID, one in 500. So, I don't know, statistics can be so misleading sometimes, depending on how the way you work them. Because New Jersey didn't even factor in that list I just did, and... They've got the highest per capita death rate in the world, according to that thing I just saw. Wow. Anyway, we got a bunch of texts uh, saying, you know, uh, some, several of the states that you listed were uh, people are probably more obesity. Hmm. Maybe, although your obesity fattest city rates do vary a great deal. Yeah, but your fattest states like your Alabama, your Mississippi weren't on that list. Southeast. Yep. Um, also older. A lot of those states have an older population. Young people moving away from those kind of states, but the elder, older crowd staying more there. More so rural. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also this on a slightly different topic as far as people getting the shots today and uh, nurses and that sort of stuff. My wife is a nurse. They said that if when they get the vaccine, they still have to wear all the PPE, double masks and face shields and everything. Mm. I didn't know how that was going to work. Wow. Okay. I can't go maskless once I get the vaccine. I'm just guessing as a layman that they're thinking if you get a massive dose, uh, even though you have the vaccine, maybe you can bring it home. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't know I do not know. So as far as my understanding, this is from a New York Times podcast, I think, last week. The They they know this vaccine stops you from getting sick. They do not know if it stops you from being a, a vector. Yeah. Right. I did hear that. Yeah. A vector. That New York Times podcast is pretty good. What is that called? 
uh, the the New York Times Daily. The, yeah, it was the, the one from like yeah, a, a week that, ago Monday or that something is pretty like good. that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Are they liberals? Oh, they are. Okay. It's also pretty good. All right. Speaking of medical care, I found this really interesting and uh, the variation between the states. Um, Vermont has 1.6 ICU beds per, per 10,000 inhabitants. 1.6 per 10,000. Alabama has 3.9. Wow. That's a pretty big difference. Two and a half times as many. Uh, North Dakota's up there, 3.8. Nevada, 3.7. So so you got to include that in any story about reaching maximum hospital bed capacity? Yes. You know, if it's all hands on deck in emergency, and you're like, we're down to our last three beds, it doesn't matter how many per capita in that context. But longer term, I mean, for instance, if you live in a state that has a woefully small number of, in this case, ICU beds or maybe hospital beds in general, yeah, that would be worth knowing. Yeah, I think if you're term. writing, I think if you're writing anything more than a four sentence story, you ought to include that. I would agree completely, and especially if that is the mechanism by which they are are right. s- judging yeah. shutdowns. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. A, a, a voter might think, okay, well, we have to, for instance, shut down. I'm kind of against that, but uh, because clearly we only have four beds left. On the other hand, uh, it is handy to know that's because we're woefully undersupplied. The uh, median 2.7 in the United States, 2.7 ICU beds uh, per 10,000 people. But it varies uh, a great deal depending on state regulations um, for building hospitals, uh, the presence of giant HMOs, other things we've discussed. And we keep uh, receiving notes like this one from an anonymous RN. Mm. Um, a mole. Uh, oh, yeah, lots of moles. Actually, uh, the author John Le Carre, how do you say that? Is that how you pronounce it? I always thought it was Le Carre, but I'd never heard it pronounced. Yes, yeah, Le Carre, Le Carre uh, which is a pen name anyway, so call him anything you want. But um, he was a, uh, a, a guy who was an actual spy and became a writer. He says, I was always a writer who briefly became a spy, but... Um, isn't that poetic? But he invented... <laughs> that's not the point, Sean. He invented a lot of terms that we associate with spycraft now, including the spies use, like mole. Yeah. He was the first one to use that term. Honeypot, which we were using a lot last week. Oh, is that right? He invented that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I've never read any of his books. I, I should. either, I and I'm going to. I'm yeah. going to next week while yeah. we're on vacation. Anyway, where were we? Ah, yes, back in the ER. Um, a, uh, a recent a, uh, a nurse manager says the virus is real and scary for some, but the ICU issue is kind of a hoax. ICUs are always full this time of year. As upper leaders, we should uh, agonize, we would agonizingly strategize for every year's surge, like clockwork. Um, uh, then she, she goes in and she says, look, if there was seriously an ICU bed shortage, they would be reinstituting some of the programs from earlier in the year when you had uh, Navy ships and, hmm. and stadiums converted to hospitals and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's not a hoax if on top of that every year fullness we now have another disease that's going to make you extra full. That's not a hoax. That's just yeah, but it's very it's, it's misleading. It's very misleading to say we're nearing capacity when they near capacity of the COVID every year. Right? Yes. Yeah. Why not? And uh, for God's sake, why not? Be honest. Say, look, this time of year we're always a little short on ICU beds. With the COVID on top of it, we need to be extra careful. Have you heard any government officials say it like that? That was not that complicated either. No, no. didn't take long, and it was right off the top of my head. took way too much time. (laughs) 
I wouldn't click on <laughs> no, that. No too long, didn't that. read. And you know what? It didn't scare me. Also, you didn't scare me with that statement. Right. It's a useful piece of information that you as a citizen can use to make a decision. Imagine Armstrong that. and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Actually going into arms as we speak across America. Huzzah! With FedEx and UPS splitting the country in half. UPS delivering to the eastern half of the United States. FedEx getting down with Brown. FedEx to the the western half of the United States. But absolutely, positively, got to be vaccinated overnight. Exactly. That's good. Yep. Oh, very quick follow-up. Uh, our nurse friend who wrote the uh, the uh, email that I was referencing a moment ago about how ER, uh, not ERs, uh, intensive care units are, are usually almost full every year, this time of year. She also mentioned, and it's worth repeating, Orwell, just H.L. Make it, everybody, every, every great thinker, Aldous Huxley, said everything is, 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 the excuse is an emergency measure. 
She she says, at a a minimum, the political goal is to exert power and control. Um, All takeovers like this start with crisis management and emergencies. We need to resist as a free people, stay open, patronize businesses, all while staying COVID safe. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Nurse Al or Anonymous. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Is that the most famous Lacar novel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he died over the weekend. I'm going to read one of those. The spy who came in from the cold is considered his best. Maybe I'll start there. Anyway. No, don't start with the best one. Don't start you with the best one? You've got to work up to the best one. I do? Yes. you got to start with the bad stuff. S- start with the crappy food and work up to the good food. Exactly. That's Otherwise, a... you'll be disappointed after the first one. <laughs> Can't you just read the good one and then stop? <laughs> it's It's like when you're checking out a band. I, I don't recommend you start with their masterpiece. Oh, really? Start with their like, I always really do. good, solid one. I always start with the masterpiece. Yeah, no, I do, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're you're setting yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> That's funny. This one wasn't as good as the first one, you'll say to yourself. Uh, they don't think so, either. <laughs> they would say to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that one's not as good as that one. Yeah. Uh, NFL ratings drop leaves networks scrambling to make advertisers whole. I do not watch the National Football League. It is still going on. Yeah. You I've watched gone it over from the weekend? hardcore to I watch it later that night or maybe the next day just to unwind at the end of the day. Networks forced to restructure deals with advertisers to make up for a smaller audience than they were expecting to have for a bunch of different reasons. Some of it is competing against other leagues there for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it is moving, for instance, the big Thanksgiving Day game got moved to a Wednesday afternoon when everybody's at work. Not quite the same audience. Put the turkey in the fridge, honey. And you gotta wait a week. Having to give a lot of people what we in the business call make goods. And uh, it's uh, many billions of dollars at stake here. And uh, they're, they're hoping this ratings thing bounces back when the coronavirus pandemic is over. As a former hardcore football fan presently... Like I say, I watch it later at some point, just for a little relaxation, a little entertainment. I'm wondering, just to myself, does it have to do with the fact that I have far far fewer conversations with people about my team or the league or or the NFC West? I mean, because you feel a certain social pressure to keep Mm -hmm. up with it, particularly as a very rugged masculine dude like myself. Um, Yeah, I just that's got to be part of it. I just don't I don't talk about it with people much. Anyway, so they're struggling, huh? Okay. And then you add in the fact that they're uh, they're only counting people who are watching on TV. You might have watched the game on YouTube, like I now can do since I signed up for YouTube TV. But they don't mm-hmm. count those ratings because I'm not seeing the commercials. Or maybe I am on there. I might on YouTube TV actually see the commercials. Maybe that's a bad example. M- movies are also doing similar stuff with uh, like uh, the Marvel movies that are now just getting released directly to uh, Disney+. Plus. The contracts that the actors made with this all included back-end deals on box office receipts. Whoops. And so Disney, I, I, I think the story was they just cut the, the actors who played Wonder Woman like 50 million bucks. Just here's a check. It's not going in theaters. Sorry. We don't know what to do. Right. Don't sue us. Let's settle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's figure out a way. Yeah. Um, so that's that. The Wall Street Journal with an article over the weekend, the restaurant lockdown massacre of jobs and businesses all across the country. They don't know how many tens of thousands of restaurants are closed forever, and obviously how many hundreds of thousands of people lost their jobs and left to find something else to do. Uh. But uh, New York's Andrew Cuomo, the governor, 
on Friday joined the stampede of governors across the country of shutting down restaurants despite scant evidence that they are driving a surge in COVID cases. The shutdowns are hitting minorities the hardest. Um, And then they get to the stats. According to state contact tracing data in New York, restaurants and bars account for 1.4% of the virus spread, while household gatherings make up 74% of the spread. And you might even be able to make the argument that I'm having more, I'm not, but normal people, are having more people over because they're not able to go to a restaurant. I know that exists, yes. It's got to. Yeah. You would all go to a restaurant or you would get your your uh your fix of social whatever that I don't I don't need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Normal people do. Yeah. Uh, by going to a restaurant and you don't so you have people at your house. 74% of the spread at home, 1.4% of the spread at restaurants. And that's where New York state. Okay, yeah. You know, every, and it's probably similar for the rest of the country. Every stat needs to be taken with a grain of salt sure. because of the the serious issues with contact tracing. I mean, that's practically out the window, but Still, a number that notable suggests that yeah, it's home transmissions mostly. You know, it strikes me. You mentioned that it's hitting minorities the hardest, the, the restaurant jobs and the rest of it. the uh, The real advantage of not being a racist like the woke, like your uh, critical race theory racists and your Black Lives Matter racists and the rest of the racists these days who call everybody else a racist, is I was already concerned for those people before you told me they were minorities because they're my fellow Americans. Now, if they're white, they're fine. There, you get you an automatic. Yeah, we, we don't say this out loud as white people, but we get an automatic check from the government. Yeah, the white privilege check just yeah. has a WP on the envelope. We know what it is. But yeah, so I was already thinking, God, those people, that, that sucks. It's a struggle. You know, I hope they're okay. We ought to have a bailout or whatever. Regardless of color. And I'm the racist? Tell you what. Final stat on that, the National Restaurant Association this week told the Wall Street Journal 110,000 restaurants have permanently closed. Oof. 110,000 restaurants. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Each of them with three to 75 workers, probably, or yeah. more. Oh, hey, I've got to hit you with that email from uh, our, our listener in China. Really interesting. Uh, but quick, uh, quickly, speaking of security, this is not national security, but home security. Our good friends at Simply Safe, proud sponsor of the Armstrong and Getty Show, want you to know that they will help you keep your family safe from a break-in, from fire, flooding, or emergency medical emergencies. Mer- what? With uh, 24-7 protection. Simply Safe. Award-winning 24-7 protection from Simply Safe. They got your back day and night. And you can set this thing. Why do they call it Simply Safe? Well, it's easy to set up yourself in about 30 minutes, and it's super easy to use. I've mentioned this before. I've been to a number of people's homes in my life where they went to set the the thing, and it takes like 10 minutes, and then they get frustrated and just, oh, the heck with it. Right, right. So you have an arsenal of cameras and sensors, and you get the best professional monitors in the business, and it's winning awards all over the place. So our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase at Simply Safe. Cool. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. It's also a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. Go to SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera today. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Be careful with your kids having access to your credit cards. That story on the way. Oh, boy. Yeah. So uh, we have a number of listeners who uh, live and listen in China. Cool. Um, actually, all over the world. And it's really fun to hear from you folks. So drop us an email anytime. Mailbag at armstrongyeti.com. Here's my dream travel. 
which certainly won't happen until my kids are much older. Do tell. I want to travel around China with somebody who's a native and take me around. Yes. I want to see rural, urban, I want to see different parts of the country with somebody who speaks the language and you know knows their way around. You can absolutely do that. They will be a government agent. That's fine. Yeah. I got nothing to hide. Sure. I just want to see the country. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, they Sounds wouldn't be a government agent if I go with somebody I know. Hmm. I got to find somebody I know. You're just oh, talking about okay. all the people we know that go back oh, and forth yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. Sort of stuff. I'll bet yeah. they could turn you on to some local, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, school a teacher. A local or government agent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we got this note from uh, Al Anonymous, who listens to the show uh, every night at 10 p.m. live. I guess apparently we're on 10 p.m. in that part of China. Anyway, um, he sent along an article covered by the China Global Television Network about how China is putting their currency online uh, available digitally, the renminbi, uh, renminbi, uh, the RMB. And, you know, uh, currency online trading is not an area of my expertise, and I don't really follow it and that sort of thing. But Al points out, please notice the last sentence stating the big picture ambition is to, and again, this is a Chinese government source, quote, reforming world economic governance. China is blatantly announcing their dominance goal to become the center of the world's economy. Wake up, Western world. The dragon is about to breathe upon, down upon your slumber. Fire from every conceivable and inconceivable angle. A dragon is about to breathe fire down upon my slumber? The, uh, Chinese, now that's a threat. The Chinese dragon. Wake up. Thank you. Yeah, they are... Uh, China is, and and while they guffaw at the plans of the West for decades, they are moving into full not only economic participation with the global economy, but domination while reforming nothing of their politics. Actually, they've gone the other way in the last decade or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they are going to be flexing their economic muscle, meaning, and this is their number, number one strategy, they make it so that you owe them something. Uh, whether it's investment in your port or, you know, you got currency uh, dealings with them that really uh, lubricate your economy. And so this is a, another big move. Those, you know, they're the old, uh, have you ever seen the, the, the people who read the New York Times uh, think they run the world or the Washington Post uh, think they run the world? People who read the Wall Street Journal actually run the world. You know, that mm-hmm. little the chart there, uh, meme. Uh, the people who actually run the world this is what they are talking about today. I get the idea from uh, the financial stuff I've looked at. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money makes the world go round, and China just uh, planted its big uh, dragon foot right in the middle of it in a way it hasn't uh, for centuries. Wow. Yeah. And again, I don't comprehend the full significance of it, but those who know are saying, oh, boy. And is there anything we can do about that? I don't think so. Ex- except insist that they be forced to adhere to Western uh, economic values and, and norms. Like, can you imagine? This is so crazy, it's hard to believe. Chinese companies can have their stock on our stock exchanges without having audits, without being audited, to make sure they're telling the truth. That's still true? Yeah. It's an exception we granted to them. Wow. That, did they, they, they actually have to laugh at us behind closed doors about that. Oh, yeah. And there are some, there are some, there's some fine print stuff. If you're an expert in this, we're not. But yeah, it's absolutely shocking. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So here's something a little easier to understand. I've had this happen before myself. So I'll get uh, a little thing on my phone, uh, showing me that my son has used my credit card to buy something. Ah. 
online. That's is good this, to have. Has it ever happened to you? We got a, an example of how wrong it buy can, a BMW. Have an example of how wrong it can go for you on the way, among mm. other things. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. First vaccines going into arms across America. More on that later. Where we are with the COVID, it ain't good. But hopefully it's going to get better now that the vaccine is out. You got to believe that. The oh, only real oh. caution I've heard is if you have, uh, tend to have anaphylactic uh, reactions to foods or whatever, that this could be bad for you. But hmm. that's the only uh, hump so far. So, uh, if your kids play video games, you know this. There's all kinds of uh, in-game things they can buy, little upgrade things. Mm. A lot of them are just dumb, too. The free games, Sean, are rife with that, right? Uh, that's their business model, is yeah. microtransactions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. and my, my kids are playing fewer of the free games now, so I'm getting less of this. But when they're playing various things that, that just you could just download... Mm-hmm. They're selling all kinds of meaningless crap that uh, that means something to a kid, like your your uniform. You get a new pair of boots or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- cosmetics are a huge part of that thing. There's a, sh- a bigger sword, and they charge you like five bucks. Yeah, and yeah, it ain't much. Gotta... They or they charge you two ninety nine. But if you do ten of those in a day, you spend thirty bucks. Well, it ain't just kids. I play a golf game with a couple of buddies that you can you know face off online. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you want a really good looking shirt, it'll just cost you a dollar. Wow. Times a million players. It's a wow. great business model to me. Wow, interesting. I mean, it's it's smart. Who who cares about a dollar? Right. It's really. similar to uh, like quarters in an arcade machine. Mm-hmm. Um, they they they're just trying to get you yeah fifty cents at a time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my uh, my son was doing that sort of stuff, and I had to uh, tell him. Well, first of all, let him know that I I see this. It shows up on my on my phone. Mm. I, I get home and I see I see you bought something from uh, whatever game that is you're playing today. With What'd my you money. buy? <laughs> he was kind of wide-eyed the first time I said that. He didn't think busted. He, he didn't think anybody would know. As a kid, I was constantly just, how does she know? <laughs> when my mom would be on to my clever ruses. Yeah, yeah. It does add up, not as much as this six-year-old kid. Here's what you do, Jack. You put a flashlight in your teeth, you crawl through the heating ducts <laughs> up in the ceiling. Then you look down, you shine the light down on him in the night. I'm watching you, son. Then you crawl on. So he thinks you're some sort of, you know. You, oh, man. We had a Nerf uh, gunfight yesterday, and I uh, I came up with a hiding spot that, for some reason, they were unaware of, and I just kept, mm. like, appearing and disappearing. And oh, all, yes. All in their mind. Just a wizard. It's harder to fool them now that they're 9 and 10 than when they're... Well, I liked when they were little, and they, 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 they believed that I had, like, tunnels and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We'd play hide-and-seek. Oh, yeah, I got tunnels in the ceiling. I can, I can get anywhere. Um... This kid racked up $16,000 in little Apple oh. add-on store charges oh, for his parents' credit card. Oh, Starting with a $1.99 charges and then quickly, just little by little, went up to the here. There's something you can get for $99.99, which to a kid means nothing. Uh, ended up spending sixteen grand. So you got to watch out for that. Maybe there's a way to put a limit on there. Maybe I have to do that. Uh, Sean, I'm sure this exists. I, I would just like a list of places that I pay $10 to play the game or to download the game, and then nobody ever hits me up for anything. 
Because, like, this golf game is so obnoxious. Upgrade to a new club after, yeah. like, every hole. Yeah. Yeah, sa- sadly, those games are, are harder and harder to find just because the most successful games tend to be used, quote, most successful tend to be using this microtransaction model. Yeah. And, and imagine mm-hmm. how that plays on children who have no concept, they, they have no built up resistance to salesmanship and right. no concept of money. They don't understand they're being jobbed and it's not their money. Yeah. 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 I hate it. I hate that a lot. And like, so they, they watch various, um, uh, YouTubers telling them how to play games. Mm-hmm. Some of them are fine. Uh, Zebra Gamer is one of the most famous, and, they, and he's pretty good. But there are some of them, they're upselling constantly. Like every 30 seconds, hey, tell your parents you need one of my shirts. Oh, tell your parents, to, uh, just a reminder, tell your parents you need one of my shirts. Wouldn't that be cool to wear to school? Oh, I just want to like, where do you live, dude? I'm coming to your house. We're fighting. Wow. Shut up with telling my kids to buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty insidious, though. You got to keep an eye on it. If you ever leave your kid alone with an iPad or anything like that, well, I now mean, our, it is it is it is everywhere. Our generation grew up with the kids' shows we all watched and loved, with the uh, you know, true, with the uh, exception of PBS shows that were hammering us with TV commercials. True, it's right. a little different in that you know I'm trying to think. Uh, Bugs Bunny himself didn't turn to the camera and say, "Yeah, hey, you could get a Bugs Bunny T-shirt." Yeah, <laughs> too. <laughs> If you want me to keep making cartoons, buy my merch. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we did. There was cereal with, you know, buy enough boxes of uh, Cocoa Crisp and oh, you yeah, get the box, box tops top. and you get a, a cheap, crappy Chinese yo-yo. Exactly. Chinese de- or a uh, Dakota ring. Actually, it was Japanese back then. Made in Japan was the, the sign of something crappy and cheap. Now that's where the good stuff is made. Yeah, to to a large extent. China, they were all sitting in huts uh, eating dirt at that point. That's an odd diet. Is that traditional there? There's nothing going on. I didn't know you were an expert in the Chinese stuff. <laughs> I'm saying, what, well, 16 grand? Oh, man, that would put a, 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 a wet blanket on your Christmas. Oh, great. I've got $16,000 on my credit card from a bunch of crap you just bought. All of it worthless. Yeah. <laughs> Completely oh, worthless. On yeah. digital currencies. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. not even the Bitcoin kind. Oh. Is, is the smaller kids, younger kids, having access to the credit card a, a, a thing these days? Or it's Well, a, if it's an in-game app and you're already connected, the, your phone's already connected to your thing, uh, oftentimes it's just a couple clicks away. And, you don't have and the a lot of parents probably I do what I do. They hit you up a couple of times with the password, and you think, okay, here's just here's the password, just so you don't have to interrupt me every time you're going to do this. Because hey, at first it's legit. Yeah, right? yeah. I get it. Yeah, and the next I thing you know, you got a $16,000 bill, and they bought a bunch of crap. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.